shining a spotlight on the news you won't hear anywhere else. Jason Rand. Jason Rand. Jason Rand. This story, it's not going to be on CNN. It's not going to be on MSNBC. The Rants Report on the Todd Herman Show. It may not be perfect, but it's still the best government we have. For now. Peel them away from Fox News for just a little while. 3 to 6 p.m. here on Podcast Everywhere. Jason Rance joins us. Rance, uh, people are starting to try to dig into your turf here. This My Northwest story. Um, I read this headline. I thought this got to be Jason's work. Nude man stabs second nude man on Seattle sidewalk. Uh, it, it, it actually came from Cairo 7's news staff. Have you talked to them yeah. about why are, they, why are they walking your beat? You invented this. Hey, you know what? Every once in a while, if someone else wants to actually talk about the things that are important in the city, I'm I'm okay. I I don't I, I'm not really worried about my beat because they did it one time. Right. <laughs> when when right. they start actually doing it the way that they should, and I'm speaking more generally, uh, then I'll maybe I'll start. Maybe I'll switch my beats. Maybe I'll go to something. <laughs> No, you won't. You switch your beats. You had a couple of stories this week. Um, And Jason, you and I disagree to some level about the effectiveness of the mRNA injections, etc. And your stories about these people who are being turned away from life-saving care because they won't get the mRNA injections. um, I find this chilling and frightening. Like, how do you find this? It is. So what you're talking about is the University of Washington's medical center. So UW Medicine, they are denying, even though they're not calling it a policy, nor will they give us any of the hard numbers. uh, They are denying organ transplants, their organs, their surgery, in some cases, removing them fully from the list of organs if they don't get the COVID vaccine. And I spoke this week to two folks on air. Last night, I spoke to another person. So we're now seeing patients who are being denied a liver, a lung, and a heart. And, you know, these are obviously potentially life-saving surgeries that they will not do because the patient has concerns over the vaccine. And I, I look at these stories and I think to myself, I thought doctors were not supposed to do any harm, but that's exactly what they're doing. And in a way, it's ironic because their you know their their medical argument and i do think that there's a sound medical argument to be made but they're saying we want you to get the vaccine because it's going to save your life so you're going to kill these people in order to save their lives that doesn't make any sense they're denying they're denying these people a heart or a lung or a liver which will kill them so that they can save them from COVID. so instead they'll die from something else or, by the way, still die from COVID. Right. And, and we also have this situation where let's just let's expand this. Let's do whataboutism because whataboutisms are very important to be able to measure the consistency of something. Are they doing this with obese people? When obese people come in and, and they say, hey, listen, I can't treat you uh, until you lose 100 pounds of fat because you're very likely to get the COVID flu and to pass it on to others. And you're very likely to have a whole host of health problems. So mm-hmm. until that's taken care of, we're not going to we're not going to help you. So that that is actually a bad example, and here's why: because there, there's a way better example. Here's a because they do, in fact, will deny some folks some organs based on obesity, but the difference is they will work with them to lose the weight because you are at an increased risk. 
for so like a kidney, for example, uh, the larger you are. So they do work and put someone on a, you know, a protocol to lose the weight. However, they don't remove them from the list. They don't flatly say, nope, c- get, get out of here. Come back when you, you get skinnier, fatty. They don't do any of that. However, here is a better example. And I think that it is pertinent in this case. UW Medicine and the University of Washington appear to approve of this sort of safe consumption or harm reduction approach to drug use. They've actually got at the UW a department that focuses or a project that focuses on teaching drug addicts the safer, quote unquote, way to get high, to shoot up. Now, I use this as an example because if, if you got a drug user who goes to the hospital because he's got some infections with his veins or something related to the drugs that he's using, the doctor doesn't say, come back and I'll treat you once you get off heroin or coke or meth, or whatever it is you're addicted to. Come back then. They treat the issue that's in front of them and then they give the education to get them to do the right medical thing, which is to get rid of, get treated for their addiction. That's the difference here. They're not saying to these patients, okay, I'm going to treat you for the actual issue that is going to kill you. We know if we don't actually intercede here, we're just going to deny you. So you are treating you. Medicine is treating these addicts better than they are people who are dying because they need a new organ. Right. And so my example of the overweight person, yeah, okay, doesn't work when you're talking about organ transplants, fine. But this isn't now contained to organ transplants. You have people who are being told now, we won't even see you if you come in and you have not gotten the mRNA injections. And there's a couple of stories about this that are that are countrywide. You have education, access to education. You have access to mm-hmm. jobs that are being hung on this mRNA injection. And it was Jay Inslee who said... That, hey, once 70% of people been shot up with the mRNA in our state, no more mass diktats. Now he's brought that back. And you know what is shocking to me, utterly shocking, is that anyone is surprised. That anyone anywhere is surprised that Jay Angeli is doing this. This was, to me, how, how did, were, were, do people have any reasonable reason to be surprised that Jay Angeli is doing this? I think that there are probably teachers who are surprised right now because they didn't think that they would have to actually get the vaccine, which is a little bit, this is a politically interesting question for me, is how hard do the teachers now push back at all of this? Because you had last year basically teachers saying, we're not going to go, or the union saying, we're not going to go back into the classroom unless you can protect us from imminent death. We don't even have a vaccine available. And once we have the vaccines, we want to make sure that everyone has access to the vaccines. Well, now that we have vaccines available, and now that he's mandating it, can the unions come back and say, oh, well, actually, we, we don't want that. We want some sort of medical and bodily autonomy. Well, you argued against that last year. So I'm kind of curious what the teachers end up doing here. They should be surprised in the sense that I doubt they thought this was coming. I think they thought they were going to be able to control every aspect of this part. And now they're in for a rude wake up call. The people who also should be shocked are the people who were told that something like this wouldn't happen. And obviously last year and really just a few months ago, we were under the impression because the governor's office said we weren't going to do any of these kinds of mandates there. They lied. Now, politicians lie all the time. So in that regard, I suppose you should not be shocked. But I do think it's going to be shocking to a lot of people. And I don't think 
this governor and this administration understands the staffing crisis that they're going to create, not just in schools, because remember, we've got like 40 to 50,000, I believe, staff members, or maybe 30 to 40, who have not yet been vaccinated, right? Because we're not just talking about teachers, we're talking about everybody else who works at a school or works with a school. You've also got troopers who are not going to go to work because they're not going to get vaccinated. So the question is, will the governor follow through with the threats. He's going to be put in that position because right now he's saying it. And obviously I think we can agree that he's saying this because he wants people to get vaccinated, right? That is, that's his end goal. The question is, will he move forward and actually fire people who don't do it? Well, and it's to me, it's also very interesting because of the fact that teachers have the ability to no longer pay or have the money taken from their paychecks for the unions. This is a great opportunity to leave. This is a great opportunity to get out. And I, for the life of me, I've I've utterly failed at, at, at part of my job. I mean, I have been telling people for over a year this never ends. I've been telling people for over a year that, no, you think that once you get the injections in people's arms, this is going to end? I've failed. I've utterly failed because I've been telling people for a very long time, my analysis as I look at the patterns, as I look at the signals, as I look at this being a global phenomena of kids being pepper sprayed in Australia, 12 year olds, because they weren't wearing useless woke masks. I, I just, I, I feel a failure. I, I don't, is there any opening in sports radio? Think I could make it over there? Or do you think I'm too political? Uh, hmm, I'll let you answer that. <laughs> What is coming up on the gigantic uh, Jason Rance extravaganza at 3 p.m. on KTTH today? Well, we're going to dive into some of the newest information I'm getting because of UW Medicine's policy that the pretending doesn't exist. And then, of course, we'll go through the disastrous Afghanistan oh. Oh. interview with, with Joe. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is just the worst you. interview I've ever seen. What was the cringiest, most a bizarre moment to you in the, the interview with the figurehead? Well, the interview was, what, 17 minutes long or so? Yeah. So 16 minutes and 43 <laughs> seconds. I mean, it, it was the cringiest moment so far, because I'm still getting through it, yeah. is just, oh, we were never told that this was going to happen, that there was going to be a right. Taliban takeover, that it was going to be chaotic. This but is from Jason, the guy who said he's he's been covering this more than anyone for right. the last 20 years. But, Jason, the moment where, where uh, the Stephanopoulos, good party apparatchik, says, what about the video of people falling, falling off the airplane? And, and Biden <clears> says... <throat> Uh, but that was four days ago. Oh, never mind. <laughs> All right. Jason yeah, but that's, that was more cringy for Stephanopoulos for not calling that out. Yeah, that's true. 3 to 6 p.m. Podcasts everywhere. 3 to 6 p.m. here. Uh, go with God's good grace, Jason. Thank you. Todd Hummer Show continue.